Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good morning, friends. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Monday, February 12th. It's the week of Valentine's Day. Moment of silence. I love Valentine's Day. Today, I'm going to be taking a question here. It's Mailbox Monday. We're going to be talking about shepherding teenagers all the way to adulthood. And uh, this is something my husband and I have a little bit of experience with. So stick around. We've made a few mistakes, but I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, so I want to thank everybody who came out to the homeschool conference in Lebanon, Oregon this last weekend. We were actually able to bring our family to this one, and we always love when we can do that. So it was fun to meet so many of you and to see some familiar faces. This weekend, in just a couple of days, actually, Hope Babe, on Wednesday, we are taking off. We're going to uh, Florida. Wednesday's Valentine's Day. Do you know that? (laughs) He's giving me me the thumbs up. We are heading to Lakeland, Florida for the MomStrong Conference. Hey, listen, this is going to be one of uh, my, this this is one of our favorite events. This will be the second time that we've come down there for the conference. Last time we were there, we were doing Fearless. This time we're bringing MomStrong. If you know anybody who lives in that area, Tampa, Florida, we've got people coming down from Orlando. We are so excited to see what God is doing. People coming over from Pensacola. If you've got a friend who lives uh, near Lakeland, Florida, and you would like to see them grow strong in the Lord, if you know someone who has influence in the life of a child, this conference is for you. Uh, Obviously, I'm going to be spending a lot of time talking about the importance of mothering, but really what we're doing is shepherding a new generation, and we can't give this new generation coming up behind us what we don't have. And so that's really the heart behind the MomStrong Conference. We are thrilled to be there this weekend. We're going to have a great time. It's not too late to purchase tickets. I will link back to that in the show notes today. And uh, I expect to see a whole bunch of you, so I can't wait to hug your neck and see what God does this weekend in Lakeland. All right, so I get lots of questions here at the podcast about parenting, and one that comes up in particular is uh, with regard to parenting teenagers. And it can be difficult; it can be tricky. You know, I've heard I've heard it said, uh, you know, a long time ago, people would say to me, "Oh man, you know, you're going to hate having teenagers." I'll pray for you. Teenagers are the worst. I just want to start this podcast by saying, Jay and I have actually loved, not all, not every minute of it, but as a general rule, have loved having teenagers in our home. Uh, Especially, you know, for those of you who are homeschooling, can I just encourage you, people often give up when their kids get into high school because they think, well, I can't, I can't do it, which is a large part of the reason why Jay and I started the uh, Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. Really, the vision 
the first vision was for uh, parents that had older children because we wanted to say, don't give up, don't don't give up just because you run into a little thing called chemistry. <laughs> Ooh, all kinds of chemistry. There's hormonal chemistry going on with your kids. They got to take chemistry when they're in high school. Um, and what's awesome about not giving up on your teens and loving them all the way through and into adulthood is that by the grace of God, this is when you're going to start to see fruit in the lives of your kids. And so we just want to encourage you, stay in there with your kids. The Bible has a lot to say about parenting and shepherding children. And uh, you'll notice in uh, in Exodus 20, verse 12, we read, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Obedience to parents is actually the first commandment with a promise of blessing. And we talked about this last weekend, uh, or two weekends ago, rather, in in Dayton, and we're going to be talking about it more uh, this coming weekend in Lakeland, Florida. But there is a blessing in obedience. And as parents, we need to stay in there. I'm always telling my kids, listen, you guys, you don't obey because of me. You obey because God asked you to obey, and there is a blessing in it. But the Bible goes a lot farther than that and instructs parents over and over again. In Ephesians 6, verse 4, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Bring them up instead in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Colossians 3.21, fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. This is important, especially as we begin to uh, shepherd teenagers, because you're, this is the time when you're starting to kind of, you know, uh, strengthen those arrow launching muscles that you have. And I hope that all of you who don't have teenagers are paying really close attention to this because it comes faster than you think it will and you want to be ready when it comes. And what we want to do is spend our entire um, young parenting with our children, preparing them for the time when we will begin to release them. And uh, there's a couple things that that come to mind. First of all, I'm looking at a whole table full of printed questions from listeners and I tried to uh, I tried to put them in order so that I could hit on a couple of things. But one of the first things that I'm always asked is, do you make your children, your teenager children, uh, go to church? Do you make them participate in family devotions? Do you, quote, force them? (laughs) And the answer is, yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, I do. Uh, Because I'm their mother. And uh, even if they don't think it's good for them, I know that it is good for them. And I want them to know that. I just finished uh, writing um, the new a new book that's coming out. I don't even know if I can announce the the title yet, but pretty soon I'm sure I will be able to. But I am so excited about it, and I wanted to give you just a little bit of a glimpse into it because it's part of what the whole book is about. And I dedicated uh, the book to my to my grandmother. So I'll read the dedication to you. It says uh, to the memory of my grandmother Eunice, whose fierce love for God's word and dedication to passing that love on to her grandchildren is still bearing fruit today. And to every mother who prays that someday the same will be said of her. Take courage. The battle is the Lord's. And in the beginning of uh, the manuscript that I just uh, turned in, the very first part, the introduction says, I was in um, my 20s when I began to realize that Ephesians 6 was more than a poetic prelude to a spiritual struggle. It was a window into the unseen battle for the very souls of mankind. As a young girl, I remember my grandmother taking every opportunity she had to speak the truth contained in God's word to my heart. Often, I wasn't listening. She spoke it anyway. Sometimes she would speak soft truth to me as I drifted off to sleep. 
Her prayers were filled with affirmations from Scripture. I remember how she prayed for wisdom, admitting that she had no wisdom apart from God's. When she corrected me, her words were often strong and commanding, as if she was preparing me for the battle of my life. Because she was. Parents, you need to understand that this is not about whether or not your children uh, need to go to church with you. This is about you instilling spiritual truth into their lives and recognizing that there is so much more at stake. We live in a very permissive society right now, and I think there's a lot of permissive parenting going on where we just decide, well, they don't want to do this or they don't want to do that. The Bible says that faith comes through hearing, and hearing through the word of God, the good news about Jesus, the gospel. And so even if you think your kids aren't listening, even if you think um, they don't care, they roll their eyes at you, you're going to get an eye roll. Can I just say moment of silence for everybody who said, we're going to do devotions. And your kids went, oh man, that's happened to me. Hundreds of times (laughs) over 27 years of parenting. And so it's not unusual. I think, you know, you know, we, I think we can tend to think that when our kids don't you know, jump up and down and want to sit and read the Bible with us that somehow we're doing it wrong. You're not doing it wrong. Well, you could be doing it wrong if you have a bad attitude. If you are, if you think that you can uh, make your children walk with God, then you, you're you misunderstanding what God's saying. God is saying faith comes through hearing and you have a responsibility as parents to train your children in the way of the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs 22 verse 6 that start children off on the way they should go. And even when they're old, they won't turn away from it. So this is important for us. God is saying, listen to me, train your children in my ways, and then trust me with the results. Some of you have suffered through or are struggling through the pain of uh, raising and watching a prodigal child uh, walk away from the Lord. Can I just encourage you right now? Your responsibility now is to pray for them. Don't let the enemy turn this into uh, turn this into a stumbling block in your life where you feel like now I'm going to get off the off the battlefield and I'm, I'm benched now because my kid's not walking with the Lord. So for those of you who are in that position in your life, God is saying, listen to me, I love your child. Pray, you guys, there, I've said this a hundred times over here, there is power in prayer. Don't stop praying for your children. Ultimately, our role as parents, according to God's word, is to train our children in God's, in God's words and in his way so that when they're old, they won't depart from it. We want them to know that God's way equals blessing. There is a blessing in obedience. And sometimes I know that we, you know, we can be discouraged. We get hung up on, uh, on things with our teens that carry no eternal significance. We argue with them. Uh, I think sometimes uh, my, my, my friend and my assistant, Melissa, and I are always talking about you know, our own teens. And sometimes she'll say to me, you know, don't take the bait. <laughs> I think sometimes as parents, we take the bait. And we, get a, we end up getting into arguments and debating with our children. And the Bible's very clear that we are not to exasperate our children. We have to be more mature in our walk with God than they are, right? Because we're, we're the parent. Another issue uh, that I get frequently, and I'm going to address it really quickly today, is when, uh, when do you let your kids, your teens, uh, begin dating? And do you have a preference of courtship versus dating? So... This is a loaded question. And I'm going to say really quickly, my husband and I have never seen courtship um, in the traditional sense of the word as any dip to me and my husband. It's semantics because our goal as parents is to get our children to adulthood with as few regrets as possible. 
And I'm talking about as few years, well, in my life too, but really in their life. And that's what we tell them. We say, we say our role is to get you to adulthood with as few regrets uh, that, of bad decisions that you made, especially in your teenage years, as possible. And so in order to do that, we put fences up for them until we realize, okay, we can expand this fence It does, or it doesn't need to be there anymore. Like nothing magical happens uh, when your kids turn, you know, 15 or 16 or 17 or 18. Uh, your, your, uh, their immaturity doesn't magically disappear. We've had uh, some children who are totally ready to get their license at 16 and others who are like, wow, it's going to be two years. <laughs> You're just not ready. And that's your job is to train and discipline your children. And so we want to to recognize that our our role with individual children is to take them individually before the Lord and ask the Lord for wisdom. We want to point our children directly to uh, to toward walking with the Lord. Another misnomer that I hear frequently from parents who have uh, teenagers or who are considering what they're going to do when their kids... Uh, become a teenager is that they believe that the answer is to just give them more and more and more freedom. So I want to I want to give you something to sort of chew on today and that is the the Bible says over and over again that we are in a spiritual battle. And in fact in Psalm 127, God says that your children have been given to you like arrows in the hands of a warrior. So your children, mom and dad have been given to you like arrows in the hands of their warrior parents. That makes you a warrior. That makes you someone who needs to be girded up for battle. So you gird yourself up for battle first. You know the Lord's word. This is why I'm, I'm so passionate about teaching mothers. You know God's word first so that you can pass it on for your children. But the imagery goes even farther than that. Consider what happens when an archer gets ready to launch an arrow. So let's say that your child is 16 or 17 or 18, just on the, on the precipice uh, of adulthood, and you're getting ready to launch that arrow. What does an archer do when he gets ready to launch an arrow, or she gets ready to launch an arrow? You're going to pull back on that uh, on that bow, and you're going to load your arrow into the bow and into the bow. What are you doing when you grab on that string and you pull it back toward yourself and you load an arrow into a, into your bow? You're not uh, pushing the child farther away from you. Imagine what would happen if you gave your arrow more and more and more uh, slack and more and more freedom, and then finally you were like, yay, it's time to go. Uh, it wouldn't go anywhere. The imagery of scripture is opposite to what the culture is saying right now. For example, what's happening in Canada to me, absolutely horrifying. If you're listening to this in Canada, know that you have uh, my prayers. The St. John's are praying for Canada and praying for our Canadian uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord, because parental rights are being stripped away there daily. It's it's astonishing. And if we're not on guard here in the United States, I'm telling you what, it's headed here. And what they're saying is basically that children have more rights than their parents do. But parents, according to God's word, have the ultimate authority over their children, obviously, so long as they're not abusing it, like that crazy homeschool family that we talked about last week. All right. So important for you to recognize that God's word is counter to the culture. And so rather than give that arrow or that child more and more more freedom and let it go, I think actually we want to position ourselves to pour into our, our teenagers even more and fill them up with wisdom and the understanding that God has given to us, right? We, rather than, uh, than giving our kids all this freedom, I say, get snuggle in there closer uh, because this is a time of transition, but it's not a time of departure. And so um, what that means is, let me tell you what it means and what it doesn't mean. What it doesn't mean is that we put all of these uh, 
um, boundaries, you know, even higher boundaries. And we really, you know, we turn up the heat and we screw everything down really tight and we don't give our kids freedom and we don't give them a cell phone and we don't let them drive and we don't let them date. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about really engaging with your children. Engage with them in conversation. Know what's going on in the lives of their friends. Know what decisions they are getting ready to make so that you can help them in the decision-making process and hopefully help them avoid having uh, regret. That's really what we're trying to do. We want them to make wise decisions. And so parents need to be more involved, I think, with teenagers and not farther away. And that's really... um, don't look at this at this uh, season in your parenting as just a chance to let go and sort of sit back in your you know in your parenting easy chair and just watch from the sidelines. Instead, I'm going to encourage you to get even closer to your kids because you want to draw that arrow close, 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 so that when you let it go and you hear that sound and your arrow is launched, you can go, "Thank you, Jesus. I know that I've done everything that I could to instill your word and your love into the heart of my child." And sometimes that means that, yes, you require your child to go to church with you, whether they want to go or not. You say, hey, we're going to sit down and we're going to read um, we're going to read missionary story today, whether they want to or not, because you know that ultimately what you're doing is for the good of your child. Uh, there's another thing I want to just say really quickly. You know, we talk about dating versus courtship. And like I told you before, uh, Jay and I have always just thought, eh, semantics. What we have told our children is, um, dating is wonderful, but you always want to consider, am I ready to, A, am I ready to get married? <laughs> That's the first question. I'm kind of sad. I, I really do feel sad watching all these 13 and 14 and 15 and 16-year-old kids engaging in these hyper-emotional uh, relationships, dating relationships, particularly where parents just decide, I'm going to be completely uninvolved because A, they don't need that stress. You know, I, you know I'm always telling my uh, my teens as they get, you know, closer to the age where they're going to start uh, thinking about dating, I'm always like, if I know they're not ready, I'll tell them, ain't nobody got time for this. You don't have the emotional maturity that it's going to take to uh, nurture this relationship. A, you're not ready to get married. And B, you don't want to have, you don't want to allow your mind and your body uh, to go places that you know ultimately will hurt you if you're not ready to take that next step. And so we've never said to our kids, absolutely, well, we would say that. I mean, if they brought some crazy, you know, <laughs> some crazy guy home that they just met at the bus stop and told us they wanted to date him, we obviously we would go, absolutely no. But we haven't made those firm and fast rules for our children because we want them to make wise decisions. And so we have seen our role is really to counsel and shepherd them. And if we see them make a wrong decision or they're about to make a, a, a hurtful decision, then we will step in. But I think to step in ahead of time and assume that they're going to do something wrong puts them on the defensive for one thing, and it kind of moots the point that you're trying to, uh, the point of you trying to shepherd them. Shepherding is a coming alongside. Shepherding is uh, is teaching. It's not arduous. It's not this horrible process of, you know, sit down and let me instruct you. No, it's you're setting up guidelines for your children. You're teaching them that there are inherent dangers in dating, just like there are inherent dangers in every aspect of uh, of our of our daily lives, so um, as you as you do that, keep in mind your kids are going to let you down, and you're going to let your kids down. You really will. And I want to encourage you: let your children, when you make a mistake, let your children see that you are humble enough to apologize, that you're willing to say, you know what, I'm actually not that great at this parenting gig all the time. 
and I realized I made a mistake. Would you please forgive me? Don't excuse yourself. Don't excuse your behavior. Don't say I wouldn't have done that if you hadn't been such a jerk. (laughs) Don't do that, right? Instead, talk with your kids. Talk with them often. Remind them how much you love them. Remind them that that you trust them until they break that trust. We want our kids to know, hey, we trust you. And when you break the trust, we'll have a different conversation. But for right now, wow, we're we're thrilled. We're watching you walk with the Lord. We're so excited about what God's doing in your life. We're praying for you every day. And I want my kids to know when they leave our home that we loved them. So I just want to encourage you, uh, make it part of your, of your uh, parenting, I don't know what you call it, protocol, your plan for parenting to release them into adulthood. Prepare for that now. If you have kids who are already in um, this season of their life, then snuggle up close to them. They might even irritate them, but snuggle up close to them. Love them. Let them see that you love them. Uh, Instruct them in the ways of the Lord. And then trust that God is going to give you just exactly what you need at just the right time. All right? Those children belong to him. They've been given to you for such a time as this, but ultimately they belong to the Lord. And at the end of our parenting journey of the actual hands-on instruction part of it, we want to be able to say, to God be the glory. We are raising our children for the glory of the Lord. That's really the ultimate goal. Um, I appreciate your questions here. Keep them coming to me at Mailbox Monday. You can shoot me an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. And uh, we don't get to every question that we get, but we definitely certainly try to get to them in categories. So if I see one like I did uh, this Monday that comes in quite a bit, um, then I will definitely address it. And if you would like more information about MomStrong International, please visit me at momstronginternational.com and join us. We are having an incredible, um, just an incredible impact in the lives of women and mothers around the world as we study the Word of God together. If you're looking for the scripture writing challenge, it can be found there. All you need to do is create a free account. And I really want to encourage you, if what we are doing here encourages you and you're looking for a ministry to support, this podcast is 100% listener supported. I really appreciate uh, hearing from you, from you uh, getting your uh, cards and letters and financial support in the mail. I will link back to how you can do that in the show notes today. And another way that you can support us is just by becoming a member at MomStrong International. It's $6 a month. It will give you access to beautifully illustrated and very um, thought through and well-designed Bible studies every week that we are going through to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. So we appreciate you guys. Come on out to see me this weekend in Lakeland, and I will see you back here on Valentine's Day. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.